This is On The Block with Brent Axe. It is presented by Fusillo Automotive. It is so great to have you here. Happy Monday, everybody. Now, uh, POTUS is around and about in uh, central New York. And that's a big deal. My offer stands, by the way, from the first hour of the show, if you missed that. But in a very close second when it comes to people that we would want to have on this program. Somebody that uh, we are glad to catch up with once again. It's been a little while. Summertime settles in. But before you know it, uh, those fall sports are back in the air. Football is practicing. And let's get it on. It's ready for uh, another Syracuse University athletic season. And always a pleasure to welcome in the athletic director at Syracuse University, John Wildhack, who's back with us here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. John, great to talk to you. Summer's going well, I trust. Hey, Brent, how you doing? Good to be with you. Now, now I'm going to start with a question for you. Okay. Did you, uh, were you, did you watch and were you totally sucked in by the PGA yesterday? Oh, no question about it. You, yeah. You stop what you're doing. Yep. You got, in my case, I got one on the grill, one eye on the grill. Make sure I don't burn the chicken. But you, you just, you got it. You, you're, you're sucked in. You're captivated by it. And what really grabbed me, John, was my wife and my daughter, who could care less, usually... They're sucked in, too, and everybody's just there. It's, it's incredible the, the effect that he has on everybody. It is. My, my wife was the same way. I'm walking around the house, and she's like, you got to come watch this. You know, <laughs> and we were, all, we were all totally sucked in. It was awesome. It's incredible. And, you know, he's this close to winning another major. He's this close to, you know, I don't think he can match that run he was on in terms of captivating everybody, but... It is rare today, and you know this from your your days at ESPN, the list is short of athletes that can bring in all demographics, all types of fans, everybody. And he's, if not darn near the top of the list, he is certainly on the short list of of athletes that can still do that today. And, And, John, I mean, you know this as well as anybody it's it's not only the great athlete that he is, we love a great comeback story. And I think we are now witnessing one of the great American sports comeback stories, if he can keep this up. No question, because, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people thought he'd never play, and even, even he admitted that. And In my career, the two athletes that moved the ratings meter more than anybody else by far are Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods. And LeBron James is pretty close to that, although... He's, he's close, but yeah. he's not... I tell you, Michael and Tiger, there's just... You know, to your point, they just transcend their sport. They really do, and it it's even more with Tiger because it's an individual sport. Yeah, you know, with that's a great point. Yeah, with Jordan and LeBron, there's there's a, I think you're only so far you can go because of the the team aspect of it. And you know, I think the only thing that comes maybe as close to that is when you have a Serena Williams or somebody in yeah. tennis because it's a one on one sport. But I don't think it even gets to that level because I still think you have to have a, a, a general interest in tennis to really be drawn in when. You know, Djokovic or Federer or Serena Williams is dominating, but this is this is unlike we've we've ever seen, and I hope it continues. And it's funny, you know, from a television rating standpoint, John. I mean, they moved the PGA Championship to May next year because right. this thing just wasn't getting any right. any interest anymore. They're like, oh, wait a minute, if Tiger Woods is still playing, then maybe we should hold off on that play. Yeah, they might know. want to do over on that one, Brent. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> So, John, exciting things happening here. Football is is back underway. Training camp is uh, happening here. First scrimmage uh, for the Orange happened over the weekend. Uh, so, as we head into this season, you know, what are you feeling? What are your expectations? What are you looking forward to in the twenty eighteen football season? Well, I think we had number one, we had a really good off season. So, our our off season strength and conditioning, spring ball was really good. 
Um, guys who needed to get bigger, particularly on both the offensive and defensive line, did so. Um, so as I told Dino after uh, after the spring game, I said, you know, I said our, AC, our offensive line looks like an ACC offensive line and our defensive line looks like an ACC defensive line. So, you know, enthused about that. I think we've got, um, and Dino has said this, we've got, We've got better depth uh, overall than we've had uh, in the past two years, which is critically important, particularly when we get into uh, you know, the last third of the season. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously, you know, I'm, op- you know, I'm optimistic. John, uh, you and I have discussed this a lot, and it's always worth circling back to because as we kind of go through the next few years, we're starting to see a certain philosophy and a certain way that scheduling is being done. So, you know, how are things going on that front? Are there discussions about adding some teams in the future and where it's going? And, and this year is an interesting balance because, you know, you have a tough game, let's say a, a Notre Dame and Yankee Stadium and, and the amazing opportunity there for, you know, the basketball team playing there that weekend as well. But you, we've talked about the word. The word is balance, about right. adding, you know, the big-time out-of-conference opponents but also giving yourself the chance to compete. So where do you feel that is at here as, as the dust is settling in that conversation? I feel really good that as we look out over the next, uh, you know, five years or so, and I actually sat down with her appraiser today and we spent about an hour on it, is, is we're creating a, a schedule which, you know, which will be one that will be exciting for our fans but also strikes that balance, which we, we need when you're in the division that we are and you play the likes of Florida State and Clemson and Louisville and Let's not forget NC State or BC or Wake. Um, and as you're, and then you add in, you know, Notre Dame, you know, on a uh, on a regular rotation as well. So it's you know, it's a challenging schedule within the ACC, and I think we're in the process of striking that balance that we'll play uh, we'll play some uh, teams that'll be attractive, uh, but also give us an opportunity to have success. John, uh, a side note on that. I get a kick out of this. I saw today that there was a scheduling agreement between two schools. Oregon was involved. I can't remember the other school at the top of my head, but it was for 2029 in 2030. And I'm like, I'm going to meet my third grandchild by then. And they're, they're scheduling <laughs> I games. Can, I can tell you, her and I did not get to 2029 today. Okay, right? well, you're falling behind the eight ball, it seems, because I, I always get a kick out of these. I mean, why are they scheduling games in the year 2030? I just, I, I've always got a kick out of that. I don't know. I'm, I'm with it's you. crazy, crazy stuff there. Okay. Now, you brought up that the football team, uh, particularly in depth, uh, offensive and defensive line, they, they look like. ACC offensive and defensive lines. And that leads me to my next question. Kind of a broader term here question as well. How do you feel now that you've been here for a couple of years, you've been at the meetings a few times, you kind of know how things are going in the ACC. How is Syracuse Athletics keeping up with the Joneses, if you will, keeping up with ACC schools in terms of what we just mentioned, scheduling and facilities and, and all things that you need to do to be competitive? Well, I think, I mean, overall, from a competitive standpoint, I think we, you know, we fare very well um, within the conference. If you look across all our sports, um, I can tell you that we are, you know, Syracuse is a full and respected member by every other school that uh, is in the ACC. You know, from a facility standpoint, I mean, what we're doing with the stadium is obviously going to, you know, is, is a tremendous, you know, tremendous shot in the arm for, for our program, for our fans, and for the five sports who uh, who use it, and you know other facilities, you know, um, you know this year for football we ha- we have a brand new uh, outdoor field turf, 
uh, that we laid down in the spring, which was uh, uh, thanks to the generous gift of uh, John and Laura Lally. Um, we've got a grass practice field outdoors that we uh, that we did two years ago when I got here. So, you know, we're, we continue to do things to give us the opportunity to compete from a facility perspective, and at the same time, as you know, we're we're you know we're a private, so we may not necessarily have the resources, you know, to the scale and the immensity. You know, that a Florida State does or Clemson does. So we've got to be a little bit more resourceful, a little bit more creative, but you can do that and be successful. John Wildhack is our guest. He is the athletic director at Syracuse University, of course. And uh, while we're on the ACC uh, discussion there, John, I read a, a very interesting piece recently. I'm sure you saw it as well about the ACC network. We're about a year away from launch here, and it, it was interesting to see the investment that the other schools are making in this, building their own studios, really going all in on this. And certainly Syracuse kind of has a head start on that with the uh, Newhouse School of Communications, of course. But how are things going on the ACC network front a, a year away from launch in your eyes? In terms of preparations for us, for Syracuse, we're ready to go. And ESPN was actually in last week at a site visit, and uh, I visited with them at the end of the day, and, and they said you could do, you meet every criteria, you could do shows now. So we're ready to go uh, from, from a Syracuse perspective. And as you mentioned, you know, thanks to, uh, you know, thanks to Newhouse and the partnership there, um, you know, that's really, really been a boon for us. I think it's been a boon for Newhouse students um, in terms of uh, allowing undergrads to get practical experience to call games. We got some ratings data over the weekend um, from the digital broadcast on the ACC Network Extra. And, you know, we were in the top two across the board for, you know, all sports for the 2017-18 academic year. So I think that speaks to the to our brand and the resonance of our brand and the power and the equity our brand has from a, from a distribution perspective, really Brent is now, you know, it's, it's in the next 12 months where ESPN has to negotiate carriage for the network. Um, and whether that be with the, you know, the dish direct TVs, the Comcast, the spectrums, et cetera, that type of uh, uh, the distributors, that's really the key to the network is, what distribution can ESPN secure, the size of that distribution, and the commitments that uh, uh, the distributors will make to the network. John, if you could add to that, and uh, congratulations on the ratings news. That's very interesting to hear uh, on that front. You know, it's fascinating how the world grows in this area, and you know this as well as anybody. The app and the digital network and, you know, ESPN's OTT app and, and just where things are going now, but... We're still in a world where, you know, main distribution on a linear channel on cable networks, as you mentioned, and and DISH and things of that nature, is still important. So how do you balance that? Where's the priority in terms of, you know, the television distribution versus the app distribution and kind of how you, how you balance that out? Well, it's, it's a really good question. And in, in kind of the underlying economics, you know, of, of the multi-channel industry, whether it's for ESPN or Fox Sports, is still in traditional, you know, linear television that's carried by distributors and distributors pay, whether it's ESPN or Fox or FS1, you know, a certain fee per month to, to carry the programming. So that still underpins the economics by a large portion. But now a part of that also is the fact, and this will happen with the ACC linear network, is if you're a subscriber to the network and it's carried, you'll be able to stream it. 
you know, through Watch ESPN. So you'll be able to you'll be able to watch our games on your iPad, on your iPhone, et cetera, that type of thing. And clearly, it's really it's a multi-platform approach. And while the traditional kind of cable bundle is still the driver economically, you know, you're seeing more and more streaming services, and that will only continue to proliferate, in my opinion. John, uh, recent news, uh, you had a press conference last week about this, uh, some security measures being put into place at the Carrier Dome and season ticket holders, many of which have already seen the clear bags arrive and can mm-hmm. use them for this upcoming season. Nice little TK99 logo on there, by the way. Uh, but for those uh, who not are not familiar, though, and maybe missed the news, John, what are the new procedures? What should fans know coming uh, into this football season uh, upcoming here about uh, the, the new uh, security measures? Yeah, and what we're, what we're doing is basically you know replicating what's done at many other schools across the country and at every NFL stadium is to implement a clear bag policy, um, which actually will allow our fans, I think, to expedite their entrance into the dome. Because instead of having to put your bag down in the search, et cetera, that type of thing, you put your clear bag, boom, it goes through the ex- it, it, uh, the security person looks at it, you're fine, you move on. We've also um, we're going to install install X-rays, uh, magnometers at every. Uh, Gate, which again is kind of standard operating procedure at this point, and the clear bags I think can help accelerate um, the entrance. We're going to do a soft launch the first three weeks of the season, so we have three weeks in a row. You know, if people show up and they don't have the right bag, we're going to educate them so that way it's not you know, okay. You know, right out of the gate, week one, uh, week four. Our home game against North Carolina October 20th is when we will convert exclusively to clear bag policy. As you said, every season ticket holder has been sent two bags. You can also buy clear bags at the bookstore. I think they're $3. So, you know, it's, it's you know, this is not a moneymaker whatsoever. On game day, you'll be able to buy them on the quad. So we're trying to make this as user-friendly as we possibly can for our fans. Again, the safety and security is the most important thing. But I also do think that having that policy will expedite people into a stadium. And, you know, I've been, my family and I, we've been doing it for years because one of my sons has asthma, so he's got to have his, his asthma meds everywhere he goes. And you just, you, know, you put in a clear bag and you go right through. John, uh, while we're on the subject of the Carrier Dome, I, I like to call it the due diligence update, even though we, we've moved beyond uh, due diligence, right? We're, we're going to see some things happening, and there's a plan in place, and of course you went over that a few months ago. But let's circle back to then. Just tell me, what are some tangible things, if any, we will see in the upcoming year on the Carrier Dome improvements? Does this not start till after the seasons of football and basketball, lacrosse, et cetera? Are we going to start to see some cranes in the air and some things happening around the Dome even in the near future? You really won't see anything necessarily this you know, this coming season because, again, now that we have the approval, it's all right, you know, you've got to go through the process, you have the contracts, et cetera, that type of thing with you know the various companies that we'll be deal- dealing with. Um, and finalize our plan, finalize our scheduling. You know, one of the things that we that we are doing is we spent a lot of time, and, and we'll have something on this in a few weeks before our first home opener is we spent a lot of time trying to really enhance the, the in-game and the in-arena experience. And uh, as we get closer to week one, we're going to come out with a, with a list of enhancements that we think will make the experience um, in the dome this year, better than it was uh, than it was last year. 
John Wildhack, our guest, here with us for a couple more minutes here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Uh, John, uh, you had a couple of things uh, happen in, in the off season over the summer. You had some coaches uh, move on, including Chris Fox, who who has retired and is now working with uh, you know an Orange athlete, Justin Knight, uh, together. And you know you want to talk about you know, maybe somebody who flies under the radar but shouldn't in terms of what he accomplished at Syracuse. I think you'd put Chris Fox's name right near the top of that list. No question. Chris did an unbelievable job, and he built a program. Uh, you know, it was a national contender year in and year out, and obviously capped by not only you know the team national championship back in the in 2015 and then individual championships um, you know the past couple of years that Justin has won and it was yeah, I met with Chris and uh, um, you know when the opportunity came and his, his line to me and, and I always remember it he said John there's about four jobs like this in the country and you know that's something where when you have the opportunity to coach at the professional ranks you get to continue to work with Justin and obviously he and Justin have a tremendous relationship um, you know, it's it's the right move for Chris and his family. You know, we, we hate to see him go, but for he and his family, it was, it was the right decision. We do think, you know, we've got, uh, you know, a, a, good, a great culture that he developed in place. Um, you know, Brian Bell and those who remain are doing a really good job. We've got our excellent recruiting class that comes in uh, this fall. So, yeah, our commitment to those programs, uh, you know, will not, uh, will not suffer whatsoever. One thing that we, uh, happened as well in, in the off season, and you and I haven't had a chance to speak about it on the air until now, is and it was a natural thing to make. Uh, I don't think anybody was surprised to hear it, and, and very encouraged to hear. It, and that was uh, Coach Q got an extension in, in, in a new contract at Syracuse as well. Again, I, I don't want to ask why that is. Cause I think we know why. It was certainly well deserved. But to see that come forward and see him uh, continue to build the program, I'm sure a lot of people are, are encouraged by that. Well, he's done, again, you talk about somebody who's built the program, and, and Q's done a phenomenal job. Um, and, again, we're a national contender. It's seven straight years. I think we've made the NCAA tournament now. So it's a great run. And, you know, part of this is to send a message to recruits that Q's going to be here long term, and we're going we're gonna to build something that, you know, our community, our fan base, our alumni, our students are going to be very, very proud of. All right, one more note before we let you go, John. So I see Saturday, of course, is an event that fans can come to for football. It's going to be at Manly Fieldhouse, and there's uh, kicking drills and passing drills, and fans can win a chance to compete against some of the student-athletes, and uh, that's great. There's also a media portion of this, okay? And I, I have committed to all three events. Um, I think this is a way to kind of get back at us media folks a little bit to show us how unathletic we can be. But I'm in. I am in, and I'm just saying my hockey team just won the Street Crunch Championship this past Saturday. Wow, fantastic. So I'm on a roll, and it's for the trophy, because there is a trophy for this, I'm being told. Remember, that's Axe, A-X-E. There's an E at the end. <laughs> Just saying, place, hold it, and I'm going to go out there and win myself another championship on Saturday. I'm ready. Hey, I love it. It's uh, it's 11 to 3 at Manly. Listen, it's, you know, you're talking to somebody who, who had na- major knee surgery the end of December. I tore my quads under playing basketball. So you oh, know what, Brent? wow. You know, I have the utmost respect, and you go out and you have fun. Just stay healthy, okay? Just <laughs> please stay healthy. <laughs> I will do my best, but if I blow out a, a hamstring or something going for the title, it'll be worth it. Trust me. 
Uh, it'll be it'll be a fun day, and it's it's awesome that you're going to participate, and it's uh, it's a great opportunity for our fans, particularly our young fans, to you know interact with our players and our coaching staff. No I, it'll be uh, it'll be a fun afternoon for everybody. It'll be a fun day, and I'm sure all us media hacks doing this will be entertaining in in one way, shape, or form. That's for sure. I promise to leave my cell phone in the car. <laughs> but many won't. I'm not going to tape you, Brett. Uh, but many others, others will. will. Not. Others uh, will. Yes, exactly. <laughs> John, great to catch up. Uh, it's here. We're ready for football and all the fall sports beginning. I know we'll be catching up uh, throughout the season, but uh, enjoy the rest of your summer in the meantime, and uh, we'll do this again soon. Yo, thanks, Brent. I appreciate it, and uh, really look forward to uh, to a uh, an exciting and uh, terrific fall season. That is John Wildhack, ladies and gentlemen. He's the athletic director at Syracuse University, but you knew that already.